T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and congratulations to my man, Channing Crowder. He and his wife, Asia, had their third baby, baby Chaz. I am more than willing to be a babysitter as long as I get full refrigerator privileges. They're going to come home, and I'm going to be full of that funky Buddha and Minez sandwiches. What can I say? I'm a giver. On the way, going to give you some of the Joe Rose Show talking to the U's coach, Manny Diaz, Dan Lebetard Show with a Shaq Smackdown, and Hawk and Crowder slash Dono. Golf has got us. Right now, you got the headlines. The Marlins took Minnesota power pitcher Max Meyer third overall last night in the MLB draft. Arizona drafted Canes pitcher Slade Kichoni 33rd. Rounds two through five are underway now. The NHL will open training camps July 10th. When the season tournament starts, the Panthers will play the Islanders. NASCAR returns to Homestead Sunday for the Dixie Vodka 400. This will be the first major race since the organization banned Confederate flags from its tracks. PGA Golf returned today at the Charles Schwab Classic with a moment of silence for George Floyd. Despite some publications having the Canes football team winning the ACC Coastal, Street and Smith have Miami finishing fifth in the division. Season opens September 5th against Temple at Hard Rock Stadium. 75-year-old Pat Riley, due to health safety considerations, has not decided whether or not he will join the Heat when the NBA restarts in Orlando July 31st. And now, let's do it. Let's take a step into the day spa. Ah. South Carolina police are looking for a couple that recently held up a pizza hut, stealing just one two liter of Pepsi. They should be booked for armed robbery and stupidity. If you're going to rob, take a pizza or maybe some wings, not crappy soda. Naked speed dating is ready to return as soon as possible in Great Britain. Add me to the list of people ready for this. Kansas City police are now forbidden to have sex with people they are arresting. 17 states have laws doing the same. So a majority of states allow sex between arresting officers and arrestees. Okay, now on the weather. Tonight's forecast has a chance of rain with temperatures around 80. In the mornings, you gotta get that Joe in you. The Joe Rose Show. Kinda sounds perverted, get your mind out of the gutter. Get some Joe in you, coffee-wise. Get some Joe in your ear. Once again, that gets your mind out of the gutter. Joe Rose Show, weekday 6 to 10. Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood. Earlier today, they caught up with the coach 
of the U. Manny Diaz talking about new rules and regulations. Will the new offense be rusty with the lack of practice and social distancing? Building a program, the transfer portal, leadership, and the all-important recruiting. I know it's been kind of a crazy couple of months with coronavirus, George Floyd death, and protests, the powerful protests that have followed. Have the last couple of months been like for you, especially with the team all now coming back and, and everything? It's been day-to-day, man. I mean, you just, you just got to manage it. You got to take every day as it comes because uh, every day obviously provided its own challenge. Uh, I think the hardest part is not being in the same building. I mean, right now, more than ever, is a time when people need to be having conversations, talking, listening, you know, and being there for each other. And the fact that we're, you know, we're still apart and have to do those things, either, you know, you know video conferencing or, or the phone is, uh, you know, I, I just look forward to getting back around our guys and, and, and getting our team back into one place. Help me out with the rules and regulations and you can get me, I, I'm going to go through some stuff here and if you can. So, so I see some teams, looks like they're working out damn near as a team and like guys are standing behind it they're going one-on-one can coaches be out there or trainers be out there with the players on the field right now or no well first of all right now the NCAA we're in it we're in a uh, voluntary activity part of our calendar right now Uh, what that means is that if a university is has, has allowed their student athletes back on campus the student athletes can go for workouts. A strength coach can be present. They can have a trainer there, a medical trainer there. The numbers of athletes that can be on the field at one time is comes down to the, the local authorities and then again the university policy. So that's where we're at right now. Manny, with the testing and the distancing and everything, how much of a disadvantage of this uh, with with all this going on? And the Zoom, I can imagine at this point you're like a Zoom conference you know champion as many as you probably done in the last couple months or the last three or four months. Disadvantage going into the season having a new offense, a new quarterback, hopefully, or quarterback competition, just the disadvantages of all that going into the season, going into all the practices coming up at the last part of the summer. Well, obviously, we would have taken all the practices that we could get. Um, I would be more concerned if we were going from an offense that was relatively simple to one that was relatively complex. That's not the case. We're going from an offense that was that was fairly complex to one that, that's a more user-friendly for our guys. And then we have a much more experienced offense than we had a year ago. You know, I mean, I mean, our age and experience, number one, as you mentioned, in the quarterback room. But, you know, bringing back all of our, our entire offensive line, bringing back the receivers, tight ends, running backs, we do. We're just, we're just an older offensive football team than we were a year ago. So the guys have a better understanding of, of you know, what it's all about. Can we talk about uh, the guy that transferred from Florida, your school? Is, is that are we allowed to do that? I, I'm being real careful. I'm tiptoeing here a little bit. These things are all weird, you know, in terms of, you know, some of these uh, more recent additions. It's, it's a little hard to talk in some specifics of, of these guys. So either whether I'm talking about the guy that transferred from a school up north or the guy that came from the same school as your quarterback, you can't really talk about either one of them that might be offense alignment. I'm just happy to, you know, like what we're always going to do is we're going to look to try to improve improve our football team what this thing's about you know i mean we're 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 building a program and that's what we're doing and 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 we've had you know two off seasons to have a chance to build a program and that's that's how you get the season to look better as you start stacking the process of of talent evaluation the process of talent acquisition and then then you get the guys on your campus and you develop them the right way we're happy with what you know dave philly's doing in our weight room and that's and that's how you build a program, and that's how you build a solid foundation, and that's what's going on right now. Manny, have this, you ever had an awkward question like that before, like the one Joe just asked you? Or, uh, hey, in it's, a couple it's, of all, years? it's right. all part of it. It's, <laughs> it's all part of it. It's okay. Right. 
I didn't have uh, anybody to ask last night. I swear no. to God, I was like, is there, I almost called you at your house to go, hey, man, you're coming on tomorrow. And then you're like, really, Joe, you're going to bother me about what? Like, and so I, I just go out. Well, I got, I got to hit him with it this morning. And uh, no, it's, it's a good problem. It's a good problem, Joe. We're, it, it's a good problem to have. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that transfer portal, my gosh, man, um, key positions and guys that have done it that have some experience I've been saying the last couple of days like look at man I I got high expectations for these guys coming down that if this is going to be a good year that those guys are going to be a big big part of it is is that fair yeah I would say so and I think that's why they came but what I like about the guys you know this year that that came is they they're coming to be a part of something and they're coming to because they understand the value that they can provide our program they also understand what's in place told Derek King, Derek King could have gone to a lot of great schools. We told him, come, come watch our guys work out. Come, come watch our wide receivers uh, go through a lifting session. Come and, and come see how hungry our guys are. And that just, and that you've got a football team that just needs a cut at a couple positions. You just need a little bit better leadership than we've had a little bit better in terms of a guy that, you know, the team can trust and not just a court. I mean, just, uh, you know, across, across the board and, and, and that these guys start to see this and they're like, you know what? I get that. I can really help, you know, push this thing over the edge. Man, I want to talk about defensive line a little bit. I know you might have one of the most talked about kind of set of our defensive ends in the country right now with Rousseau and Roche and, and Phillips. And, and, and there's a lot of pressure on those guys, but yet there are a lot of, t- they're, they're talked about. You, you go into publications, you talk to people talking about college football, they're talking about your defensive ends, your defensive line. How excited are you to see those guys actually on the field and becoming hopefully the players you hope they, they become? Well, you mentioned pressure. Uh, you know, look, we've been here for four years as a, as a defensive staff system and our level of expectation of how our defensive line at Miami should perform has been consistent in each of those years. You know, we want to have a disruptive defensive line. You know, our numbers on yards per rush attempt against us, our numbers on tackle for loss, the numbers of sacks, and now all that starts in that defensive line play. So what I love about really across the board, inside and outside, but certainly with the defensive ends that you mentioned, it allows us to really get our level of competition up. You know, and what I mean by that is we don't have guys that can be out on the field giving anything less than all they have because the second they do, they're going to get replaced by another guy. And that's, you know, that to me is what we're trying to build across the board here where, you know, some players says, hey, listen, if I don't give everything I've got for this program, that guy behind me, he will. And guess what? If he goes in there, I may not get in again or at least get into the same to the same level. So those are all great. They have the ability to be great players, but even better than that, they're all great people and they want to push each other. They want to compete and they want to, you know, have a, obviously have a great year. Manny, uh, you had to go through something, I'm guessing for the first time, because a lot of us are going through it for the first time, George Floyd's death and, and the protest and how important and passionate a lot of your players have been about how was that going about that for a first time and, and talking to your players and, uh, and and just going through, can you share some of that with us? It's not just players, it's staff as well. You know, I mean, you got an organization of, you know, I don't know, 150 people, I mean, whatever it is, you know, player, staff, and, and everyone's going to process it differently. And, you know, and I, I think one of the lessons that I've learned as, as, as a leader is, you know, I mean, the first thing we want to do is we want to, you know, run outside and, and try to change a role, which is, which is, you know, that was, again, that's my first instinct. It's a good instinct to have. But then what you realize, and everybody, we all have this responsibility. Change starts two ways. Number one, change does start in terms of, you know, leaders. Look, I'm a leader of a program. There's things on my watch that aren't going according to plan. It's my responsibility to fix them, right? And that, and that's where we have to hold our leaders into account. But there's a, there's a second part of this as well. And that's to make sure of the things that I can control, which the first thing I can control is me. The second thing I can control is to try to create a culture where my staff can be heard, you know, that we can have difficult conversations with each other. And then we spread that to our players. 
and our players know that in our building that they can be vulnerable. They need to be vulnerable with each other. And we can express ourselves in a way. People process us at different times in different ways. You'll have some that, you know, to your point, that will want to be um, more upfront and vocal right away. Some that that, uh, that are listening and will speak when it's time. And you can't force that because everybody's going to respond to this in a different way. And that's all okay. But again, we all have a responsibility, whether that's a leader of a household, you know, a leader of a, of a business that you work at or an employee. I mean, every, everybody has a chance. Look, you, you, you know, Joe, from, from your playing days, right? How many times did the coach tell you, let's just get a little bit better today, right? Yeah. A little bit better. Because right. what happens yeah. is there, we all, we all want big, grandiose change to happen, and it needs to happen. You know, no different than building a program, right? No, we all want the big, great, you know, leap for the University of Miami football program. But the way it happens, the way it always happens, it happens through incremental change. And that's where the will, see, see when we, we get frustrated, if it looks like, you know, and again, I'm going to make it a football reference. Oh, boy, the, the change is not happening the way we want it to. Let's, and everyone gets frustrated. And we know the way things are built and the way that this goes. It has to be incremental. And, and because otherwise what happens is we'll get frustrated and we'll stop fighting the good fight. We'll stop listening. And, we, and that's what we can't do. We can't let this be something that we all just throw our hands up in the air and say nothing's going to change. To hold our leaders to account to try to change the big things they can. But we have a chance. If everybody was just 2% better every day, how many times? That's an old coaching adage, right? But if we all just got 2% better every day, what does that mean? Whatever that means, 2% less racist, 2% more anti-racist, 2% more listening to someone that maybe you wouldn't have listened to before. Just every day, just 2%. That's not a lot. But you know what? If you, if you build on that and build on that, that's how you build something fantastic. And, I, and, and again, I think that's where, you know, I, I think a leader should understand that. I, you know, I wish we were hearing that more, but that's certainly what, what we're trying to do from inside out. I know it's a tough, uh, a, a tough little challenge for you, not just back getting to playing football, but everything else too with a lot. You're the leader of a lot of men down there at, in Coral Gables. Have you had individual conversations with a lot of the players, if not all of them, on everything life and football? We've had group conversations. Uh, I have had individual conversations. I haven't had individual conversations with every single guy yet. What, what I miss more than anything right now is I miss the, the hallway conversation. And that's kind of the issue. You know, we, we can be in a Zoom and we can have formal Zoom meetings and, and whatnot. But just sometimes a lot of a lot of things happen when, you know, two people are just walking down the hallway and just stop and it's it's informal and you know somebody just sits down and you know what I mean and just in that type of conversation as well. And and that's why I said that's where I'm really looking forward to things keep progressing the way they are and we can get back in the building and get back together again. I think that's I think that's really the key. Manny, uh, I want to ask you about the other uh, big part of your program. And I know you can't get into specifics. I do know this virtual recruiting. How, how's the recruiting going from home and and uh, selling guy and, and a lot of cases, guys never been to your campus. What's that been like? Yeah, I mean, I'm very encouraged with the way our recruiting's going. I think our staff is doing a, a, a fantastic job, both our, our recruiting staff and our our coaches. Um, as you mentioned, it's been you know sort of this online you know video conferencing, and that's been unusual. But you know, I think there's been a lot of good to it too, because you know you really look sales is it, it's people. The one thing that you you can't fake over time is just who you are as a person. You know, so where it's easy for a recruit to sometimes get wowed by facility or a thing, you know, a campus, whatever it is. But ultimately, it, you're, you're, you're choosing the people who you, you trust to, to get the most out of you. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I work with a, a great staff of people that, you know, I think their personalities come through, come through the Zoom screen. I think, I think the, the parents are starting to get it. Um, and then I think everyone understands that, you know, you're not just picking a, you're not just picking a school, you're picking a, a community. You know, and I think I think Miami has a chance to to really shine right now, and, and and to say, hey, listen, if you're going from college or from high school to college, you want you want to be in a community like Miami. You know, I mean, you want to be in a place like Miami. You want to be in a place that that understands diversity. You want to be in a place where 
you know, where all cultures are, are celebrated and accepted. And that mean, doesn't mean we're perfect, but, but like I said, I, I just I just think that we've got a chance to shine here, and I think recruits are seeing it. Manny, I, I want a little follow-up to that, if you can. Do you feel you're doing a good job recruiting Dayton Broward? Do you feel that's, that's going better? I know part of it's relationships with, with high school coaches and, and, and everything. Do you like the job your guys are doing in, in the South Florida market? All we can do is look at the numbers, right? I mean, I think whatever, whatever amount of commits we have, I think every one of them except for – Three are from Dayton Broward, and two of the three that aren't from Dayton Broward are from that lived lived in Dayton Broward when they were when they were young. So <laughs> fact is fact, right? And we're not done. We're still a long way from signing day, but we're not done. Look, I mean, you know, we've, we said this over and over again. We're always going to start off at home. And, and like I said, I think we're making great progress. That's a pretty good job without saying anybody's name right there. Right. You know, well that's done. pretty good. You know, what's so weird about the whole thing, Manny, is you're the only one that can't talk about it. The newspapers write articles <laughs> on it. Stuff comes out on social media. We yap about it every day. And you got to act like you don't know what the hell we're talking about, man. It's beautiful <laughs> the way the system's set up. Manny, thank you, bud. Yeah. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, guys. I believe in two things. This college football season will happen in one way, shape, or form, and I believe in Manny Diaz. I also believe in Dan Levitard's show. Shaq is saying that he would put up a million dollars to smack me. What? Just just to smack me. Just, Just to smack me. Can't wait to hear the rest of that in just five minutes here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio, and always on some ZZ Top, especially when their drummer, Frank Beard, is celebrating his 71st birthday. Ironically, Frank Beard, the only member of the band that doesn't have a beard. Oh, yeah, Frank Beard, a bad boy. He's had some addiction problems in the past, but stays away from the beard, unlike the other two members of ZZ Top. Never stay away from the Dan Lebetard Show. Always so much from, from 10 to 1 right here on 560 The Joe. What were they talking about earlier today? Shaq Smack. Also, Dan's fat names and our sports back or is just gambling back. So a tweet comes in here, and it reads, Cam Newton, the single biggest rushing threat in NFL history, ever heard of a guy named Michael Vick? He's that guy. Thank you, Caleb. That's exactly what I expected from someone named (laughs) Caleb. That's exactly what I expected when I came out there with a take. But there hasn't been a bigger running threat, maybe outside of Derrick Henry in NFL history, than Cam Newton. And I thought about Michael Vick when I said that about Cam Newton. How many goal line sweeps did you see Michael Vick run? Not many. It's the most unstoppable play outside of a Michael Thomas or Marcus Colston slant by the New Orleans Saints. He is the most unstoppable rushing threat at that position we've ever seen. Now, another tweeter's writing in that... That Shaq said today on his podcast, I don't know if this is accurate or not, uh, Shaq predicted many years ago that our shows would be gone within a year. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal does not like me. I think because of things Stugatz has said about him, I believe that that is the nature Perhaps of, of so. the disagreement. I don't think the disagreement is actually with me. Just tread lightly, boys. I did a lot of work this offseason and patching up that relationship. Okay, so it says, though, well, you didn't do a very good job if this is true because it's 
says here, and this is one of the many reasons that I told you that Dana White is being cheap about things and that $250,000 charity might get me in my underwear to do a weigh-in, but Shaq is saying that he would put up a million dollars to smack me. What? Just, just to smack me. Oh. Just, just to smack me. Did you check with lawyers like Troy Aikman did and Skip Bayless? That's what this sounds like. I mean, more money, way more efficient. Uh, it's less on you, less on your time. Um, that That is a great offer. It's uh, also probably more dangerous. I'm not sure what I'd rather I mean, have. God. <laughs> An open hand <laughs> slap from Shaquille O'Neal or take my chances with Dana White? That's an interesting proposition there. One shot, just an open hand? Like one of those Russian slapping competitions? I view a smack as open hand. That's what he's going to do to you. It's an open handed shot. You can't do anything about it, but it's a million dollars, man. Uh, it might be decapitating. I want to point out to the audience, okay, because Mike really sped through a reference that I'm guessing most of you have no idea what he's talking about, so it probably requires a little bit of context, but what I'm about to say is a real thing that happened, where Troy Aikman was so mad at Skip Bayless for writing in a book some flimsy stuff about how Troy Aikman might be gay, that Troy Aikman asked his attorneys how much it would cost if he simply hit Skip Bayless in the face. And he had a number in his head, and if they had come in <laughs> under several million, Troy Aikman would, would have hit Skip Bayless in the face, but his lawyers could not promise him that 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 one punch would cost less than X millions of dollars. And so Troy Aikman decided not to do that. Uh, Mike Ryan assumed you knew that. Wasn't the great line like, I would have done it for two? Like, I would have done it for two million yes, or something that's like that? right. He did have a counter off. To be honest, more people should know about that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Can we find out if the Shaq thing's true? Use the hashtag MMA names, hashtag MMA names, as we try to find a good name for me as a mixed martial artist. Uh, also put on the poll, please, Guillermo, at Levitard Show. Best name for Dan. Is it Frito Ortiz, Burrito Ortiz, Taquito Ortiz? That's very good. <laughs> We've gotten some good ones. Gorge, St. Pierre, Scones, Jones. Uh, Chris, <laughs> what else have you gotten there over the last couple of days in terms of names for me? Uh, when I come out and uh, wrap Dana White in my cocoon of horror. Well, before I rattle off some of these new ones, I think Royce Greasy should be in that list of ones <laughs> from yesterday. That is really good. Yeah. But as far as new ones for today, we have to see which one of these can be pushed into that elite category. We have Flaner McGregor. Very good. We have Candy Couture. We have a, an ode to our last guest, Chael Sonnen. We have Chael Dinan. We have Jorge Matzabal. We have Ariel. He'll want to eat it. We have Shish Khabib. And we have Ronda Roundley. Okay. Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, keep sending those in. Uh, hashtag MMA names. Uh, Chris and Stugatz are also very excited. Mike, have you noticed this? Chris and Stugatz feel like sports is back. They feel like, uh, they feel different today than they have felt just because They've gotten golf back. Yeah, competitive leisure activities are indeed back, and you can bet on it. Let's go, Louis Austin. 
Yes. Listen, I have never seen this many people so interested and so excited for golf, and it's simply because it's the only sport we have, and you can gamble on it. I mean, I have a ridiculous amount of money on the first round of the Charles Schwab Challenge today. Entertainment porpoises only. Uh, Chris, what do you have on the golf subject? Well, it's just, you know, sports have been trying to tell us they've, they've been back for a couple weeks now. The Korean baseball, the Bundesliga, NASCAR, but it hasn't felt real to me until golf. I woke up this morning, I put on Golf Channel, and they had live from the range of this tournament, and it's back, Dan. Sports is officially back to me. If it weren't merely a game, I would be willing to say that sports are back. Games are back. I mean, the $50 that I've been losing is indeed real, regardless of it being in the Bundesliga or NASCAR. That being said, come on, Morikawa. <laughs> Gambling's back. Speaking of golf, just ejects on the entire <laughs> golf update and says the obvious, which is, I don't know anything about <laughs> golf, which is so obvious to anyone that is listening. Hawk and Crowder will not make you laugh next because Crowder, he's taking the day off. His wife had a baby last night or early this morning. So rightfully so, he's taking care of business with the family. But Hawk, Dono, Solana, and myself will make you five minutes away on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Quick MLB update on the whole draft situation. Two Hurricanes have been drafted so far. FIU Panther recently drafted to the Cleveland Indians, so feeling pretty good about that. The Marlins gotten some strong pitching. It's about as deep as I'm going to get on the MLB draft, at least for right now. Ooh. If you're hearing the flaming lips in the background and going, ooh, she don't use jelly. Today's the day for the drummers. Earlier celebrated ZZ Top drummer Frank Beard, who doesn't have a beard, the only member of the band, ironically, that doesn't. 71st birthday. This is the flaming lips drummer Steve Draws. 51st birthday. This is a banger from the 90s from the flaming lips. She don't use jelly. Yeah. Taking it back, feeling good right there. Wayne Corning, the guys. Goes to shows. When is it home, man? He blows his nose. Ah, Crowder. He has another baby in the world, so he's gotten the day off. No problem. Hawk, Dono, Solana, myself, we were in the house. Jay Fig jumped in for a little while. Always fun from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. Earlier, Hawk and Dono. Solana, get into Bad Bosses. MLS is back. Tournament and the Sea Schwab Challenge. I don't know. Golf's got us. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't. If you missed the big announcement, Shannon Crowder and his lovely wife Asia had their baby this morning, and they are now the uh, proud parents of their third child, Chaz Crowder was born around 4 a.m. this morning, and so Solana is playing all songs that have baby 
in the title. Baby Got Back was not one of the ones I would have voted on for today's celebration, but I give Solana a wide berth to do whatever, no pun intended, a wide berth to do whatever he wants to do. Alex Dono, you hear him laughing there in the background. Alex Dono filling in for Channing Crowder while he is celebrating and taking care of his wife and new child. And uh, Alex Dono is with me for the entirety of the show. I was mentioning a program director that we used to work for here at the radio station that I hated. His name was Ryan. And Dono started to tell a story. And I said, well, wait till this segment. (laughs) Tell everybody what this jackass did to you. And let me just set this up. Dono used to come on after us. So it was me and Crowder till six? Yeah, till six. Yeah, six. And Donna would start his show at six o'clock. This was on 560 WQAM. And uh, Donna would start his show at six o'clock. Everyone who's listened to Donna for years, and he's one of the most beloved radio guys in South Florida. I really believe that. Anyone who's ever listened to Donna knows he is the nicest guy. He is so well prepared for every show that he does. And I can tell you being in the business, for his six o'clock show, he would often show up at 3 30 4 o'clock and a lot of people wouldn't get to the studio till two minutes before their show started donna was as punctual as anyone as my house probably around 3 30 p.m and i'm on the turnpike driving northbound and it's it's one of those south florida days we've all experienced it where there's a really bad accident on the roadway and the entire turnpike was shut down and i didn't realize it was shut down until i'd already passed the point of no return so there's no exit for me to get off on i'm just completely at a standstill and no one's moving and i sit in that standstill for literally it gets to be more than an hour and a half it, it's approaching 5 30 and so So I have to face the reality that even though I left two and a half hours before the show, I may not make it for the start of the show. So of course I text the program director like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And and it looks like there's a pretty good chance because I haven't moved in 90 minutes. Looks like there's a pretty good chance I won't make it for the start of the show. And he texts me back, Hawk. I find that hard to believe is what he texts back. Like he thought I was making an excuse. You had texted a picture of traffic. Oh, and by the way, we air traffic on the radio station. We air traffic every Everyone knows the turnpike is shut down. Yeah, and so I, I, t- I like you said, I, I sent him a screenshot of the traffic. Like, I can't believe I'm having to try to convince him that I'm not lying about this traffic jam. And then at one point he says, uh, if you can't show up on time to do your job, I'll find somebody else who will. And, uh, and that, to me, is one of the <laughs> myriad examples of why Ryan McGuire was an idiot. There you go, radio war stories. Let's get headlines here with Alejandro Solano. Guys, yesterday in the MLB... Draft the Miami Marlins. They took with the third overall pick, right-handed pitcher Max Meyer out of Minnesota. Let's go, let's yeah. go. He's got. I it. saw yesterday too at the MLB draft that uh, Rob Manfred 100% guaranteed there will be an MLB season. I did not see that because I did not watch the Major League Baseball draft. I'm well, I didn't watch it either. I saw it on social media. I, I, I'd rather have yeah, a long I, phone conversation I, with I, Brian I did, McGuire than watch about, the MLB right. draft. Well, it, it, well, it sounds to me like apparently he, he can invoke some clause, some uh, like, a, like a pandemic or a force majeure clause that you know players have to come back at some point for prorated pay. So I, I don't know how the union's going to feel about that. But yeah, he does claim that there will be a season no matter what. Yeah, guaranteed it. Coming up today at 3.30 p.m., it is the MLS's back tournament draw. 
That's at 3.30 p.m. Do you like the name of the tournament? MLS is back. I didn't realize that was actually the name of the tournament. That is the name of the tournament, right, Solana? It's yes. called the MLS is back tournament. Yeah, and that's uh, trending on Twitter as well. Hashtag MLS is back. Right. I mean, I can get. I can understand where that would trend, MLS is back, but do you like that name of the tournament? Oh, I mean, what else are you going to call it? Just the MLS tournament? Pandemic I, I don't tournament? Know. I don't the know. Orlando yeah. tournament? I don't know. I, right. I, honestly, Orlando I, tournament, tournament 2020. I, I don't know. MLS is back seems like it's very, you know, it is. I mean, there's certainly nothing left for, to, for chance, I guess. I mean, it's pretty clear what it is. I don't know. I, it just strikes me as a, a funny thing to call, you know, because you're obviously going to watch it. It's going to be on TV and you'll be like, and here we are. MLS is back tournament 2020. I don't know. It just seems a little funny to me. I don't know. I kind of like and I like the tournament itself. I know that's not what you're talking about, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else they would call it to be. MLS is back considering they've been gone for three months. It seems kind of good. OK, fair enough. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just asking the question. By the way, the MLS is back, and uh, Inter Miami, we know now, they uh, they announced this via Twitter about an hour ago, they're going to be playing Orlando City in Group A on July 8th. So you were right yesterday, Oh, Hawk. no. Yeah. That's terrible. Why is that terrible? Because they get their home. Ah, Orlando City, a bunch of losers, that team. <laughs> This and, and this will be the first time Orlando City ever plays an important game in Orlando because they failed to do so since they've been around in the MLS. Now, how how has Orlando City done in previous MLS's back tournaments? Never won a game. <laughs> Not a single win or draw. Wow. Wow. All right. Or loss. All right. What else you got, Solana? Uh, according to ESPN, <laughs> a faction of players are discussing if a restart to the NBA in Orlando is a good idea, but the NBA is not expected to discipline those who decide to stay home. Somebody texts in, can we hear some Jurassic Kawhi Leonard? Texter, you've read our minds. That's coming up later today as well. All right, what else you got, Solana? Uh, the PGA Tour returned today earlier this morning with the Charles Oh, I got to get to that sound as well. <laughs> Please call it the C. Schwab Challenge if you'd be uh, true to yourself. The C. Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, Texas. Go ahead, play this. Play this real quick. This is uh, this is from, so Dono used to do uh Days with Josh Friedman on uh, on WQAM and Solana. This was like one of his first times as you know doing headlines, but specifically doing a golf update. So a lot of times for big tournaments, uh, Thursday and Friday, because the tournament will start Thursday. Thursday and Friday, whoever's doing the headlines has to do a golf update. And so what the program director will tell you is open up the leaderboard online and uh, you know give whatever the top three, and then you have a sponsor read for the uh, for the tournament update. Well, as evidenced by this audio clip, it's this is truly one of my favorite clips that we play um and it didn't even happen on our show but it is it is so obvious that a alejandro solana doesn't know anything about golf and b has opened up a leaderboard that only is showing the first initial of the golfers and c has no ability to try to make it sound smooth. He just is very clunky. And then he gives this great uh, finish where he just ejects on the entire <laughs> golf update and says the obvious, which is, I don't know anything about golf, which is so obvious to anyone that is listening. Listen to this from the Dono and Frito show. Here is our own Alejandro Solana giving a golf update. Over to the PGA Championship leaderboard as be on <laughs> is three under par right now, tied with 
B. Horschel and Thompson. I don't know. I don't know, golf. I got to be honest. You're good over there, Dono? I don't know their first names. I love. You couldn't find a leaderboard with the first name. The funniest no, thing. He goes, he goes, I don't know golf. I got to be honest with you. Like, we and couldn't he, have figured it out by then. And he tried to drag me into it. Like, I, like I could bail him out, right? It, I, mean, it was, I just wanted to let him drown. He turned my mic on from, from his side of the glass. Like, so I had no choice. funny. Oh, beyond B. Horschel and Thompson. <laughs> one more time. Play that one more time, Solana. Over to the PGA Championship leaderboard as beyond <laughs> is three under par right now, tied with B. Horschel and Thompson. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, golf. I got to be honest. You're good over there, Dono? <laughs> All right, there you go. That was great. Now, do you break out in sweat when you hear that, Solana? Yeah, I mean. uh, Yeah, not one of your proudest radio moments. Nope. But a bunch of people are texting in. Anytime we talk about Solana's golf update, everyone points out my golf interview. So uh, Crowder and I, this was at Doral. Crowder and I um, (laughs) were doing the show, and they tell us, you know, the tournament's going on. At some point, we may bring a golfer over to talk to you. Well, I like to prep for every show. I prep for a couple hours every show. I like to write out my questions. If I have a guest coming on that I've never spoken with before, I like to research them a little bit. I don't know much about golf either. I watch more than Solana does. But literally, Crowder and I are in the middle of a segment. They sit a guy down in front of us and hand me a piece of paper. This is Daniel Berger. I don't know who it is. I don't know who that is. And so I'm furiously looking him up on Wikipedia, but they're putting headphones on him. We're in the middle of a segment. And so I fire off what I think is a decent question. Uh, Everyone else has some issues with it. This is how it sounded. Daniel Berger, professional golfer, local guy. How's the course playing uh, today, as a matter of fact? (laughs) Okay, there's a couple things at play here. I introduce him as a professional golfer, which is the weakest introduction that you could, like, that is literally, I mean, that is line one of Wikipedia. You know what that's, I was going to say, it sounds like you were reading off his Wikipedia page. I don't know if Daniel Berger even has a Wikipedia page. Age, right. But, yeah. I had no idea. So I saw two things like he's from Jupiter or wherever and that he's a professional golfer. So I fire that off real quick. And then I ask a question, which I don't think is the worst question in the world, which is how's the course playing? Because and now I don't play golf, but that's a fair question. Is it playing fast? Is, is it, it playing like, what slow? What does that mean? It, is it playing fast? Is it playing slow? It's a, it's a fair question. The, the problem is, <laughs> no matter what he said, it wasn't going to make a difference to me. And number two, I, for some reason, this is my first interaction with him, say, how's the course playing as a matter of fact? Now, what does that mean? It, it doesn't It doesn't make play it. Play it for Dono again. Daniel Berger, professional golfer, local guy. How's the course playing uh, today, as a matter of fact? <laughs> what does that even mean? I didn't catch so, that the first time. I break out in sweat every time I hear that one. That was one of the worst interviews I've ever done. Somebody says via text, Solano, what about your triangle yeah, leaderboard? Did yeah. we ever cut that up? What was that? We do. So, there, so we had made this big deal for the longest time about him not being able to do the golf updates because of what happened on your show where he didn't know anybody's names and so i'm like make sure you prepare because he had to do another one for our show i'm like make sure you i mean we've made so much fun of him make sure you prepare make sure you prepare so now he's like i got it i got it and who who was it it was uh cameron tringale cameron tringale 
and he keeps going. Cameron Triangle is in the lead. Now, I still, again, don't know a ton about golf. You know, but I, think, I, just, I, I was it, with you for that one. That was a show we oh, did you were? the BB&T Center. Yeah, yes. you and I were on from the BB&T Center. I remember that. Do you, uh, do you have a clip of that, Solana? We have a four-way tie, including three Americans, Zach Johnson, Cameron Triangle, and Harris English. <laughs> Cameron Triangle. I mean, it didn't jump out at you that that would be wrong? I said it with my chest out, too, and everything. All right. A four-way tie, including three Americans, Zach Johnson, Cameron Triangle, and Harris English. Harris English. And then after that first one, he corrected it to Tringale, and then we found out the man's name is Tringale. Tringale. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So the correction was uh, wrong. What else you got, Solana? Because I got to get to the uh, into the archives. Finally, guys, Pineapple Pepsi is now available at Walmart. Looks Ugh. great, man. I Ugh. saw that. I think that looks great. A little splash of citrus in there. Ugh, and you no. see Apple Pie Kit Kats are coming out? Oof, I did see That's that. interesting. That sounds good to me. Apple Pie Kit Kats. That's Hawk and Crowder right there. Ended on something sweet. Some sweet, sweet food. Golf will get you every time, though, Solana. I got you back on that one. Golf will get you pretty much every time. Crowder once again out. Don't know when he's going to be back. He and his wife had a baby this morning. Hope they're having fun. Once again, I will babysit as long as I get full refrigerator privileges. Speaking of births, 64 years ago today, the great Joe Montana was born. One time, David Carr kind of took a shot while kind of complimenting Joe Montana. Bill Walsh is a genius. Bill Walsh, a genius, and Joe Montana, Joe Montana arrived at precisely the right time. Just like the White Wizard, Gandalf, right? He arrives precisely when he intends to. Joe Montana showed up from Notre Dame. Bill Walsh is a genius. The defenses they were facing were not even close to being ready for this. This was just as a walk in the park. This was seven-on-seven seven against junior high kids. They had no <laughs> idea what they were seeing with the shifts and the motions and the ball out on time. Steve Young is a, is you a know what The one word that I will David Carr raining on Joe Montana's parade. Uh, Joe Montana's in the Hall of Fame, and David Carr, last I checked, he is not. Dana White been making a lot of noise lately with Fight Island. Here's what he had to say about that. Fight Island is uh, on Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. And, you know, just like I said about Florida when we went to Florida, how the commission and the government worked with us there to pull off this fight, same thing with Abu Dhabi. These guys have been amazing partners in everything that we've ever done with them. Abu Dhabi has actually created this safety zone on the island within 10 square miles will just be inhabited by us. It'll include an arena, hotels, training facilities for the fighters that are private, uh, dining establishments, and yes, there is an octagon on the beach. I like the sound of Fight Island. I am Dan Day. I like the sound of me heading out to Dockers in Dania Beach hosting trivia tonight. If you want to join me, just hit me up on all the social medias. This is the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.